Hanging on to a lead with all reporting. Uh, Laura Ahern, uh, I believe it was about 220 votes separating her and Valerie Cartwright. Uh, I think I got that number right. And we welcome uh, Miss Ahern. You know her about Megan's Law and everything else she does. Uh, well, I can say that uh, you came out on top so far. Let's <laughs> await as far as the mail-ins and everything else. That'll start July the 1, as you know, postmark. Yesterday, everybody had to get those mail-ins. How are you feeling this morning? Well, I'll tell you, Jay, um, thanks again for that intro. Um, we're, we're optimistic because we uh, had a tremendous amount of folks come out, and, um, and we know that they filled in their absentee ballots. We did what's called a, an absentee ballot chase, so we were on top of it. We have an incredibly strong campaign that um, of volunteers and staff and we feel pretty optimistic. I mean, there's no way. Obviously, there's 85,000 absentee ballots to uh, to to count. So we're optimistic. I mean, that's the best we can do right now. But I just have to thank so many of the folks that have helped us raise the volume. And yeah, we're ahead right now, and nobody really can know. But we're evaluating the the numbers, and most of the time. Um, that's an indicator, right? The early numbers are an indicator, but this is COVID-19. Everything has changed. So what I can say is we're definitely optimistic because we had a strong, strong absentee ballot campaign. And uh, and that was smart because of the times that we live in. And uh, that's really what it's about right now. You know, you look at the, you look at the numbers, you know, and I, and I came on the show this morning and I'm disappointed. I, I can never implore enough for people to go out and vote. And it was a very, it was a terrible turnout at the polls and a terrible turnout as far as the, you know, the predates, as far as voting is concerned. It started June 13th. Let's not forget that. So I don't know what it will take for people uh, to express their right. This is the most important year. But uh, nonetheless, you know, it's about those absentee ballots now, as you mentioned, uh, you know, 85,000 or whatever it is. That's what it's going to come down to. So we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's 85,000 ballots to be counted. We're not going to hear um, until probably about two weeks because, um, as I've been told, they're going to at the Board of Elections, who they've been working so hard, so kudos to them. Um, they're going to open, start opening on July 1st, uh, but then there's a holiday, so then they come back on July 6th. So we're probably not going to hear until mid-July, which is really interesting because somehow you see these early numbers and you think, Wow. Okay, we're we're coming out right on top, but the the fact of the matter is those are important. They have to be counted, and there's a lot of them. So as I said earlier, an indicator is those early numbers is an indicator, and we did a lot of really um, strong contact with voters, even with this COVID-19 environment. We had a lot of contact with voters over the phone, so we're counting on those early contacts to uh, bring us over the top. Laura Ahern with us, uh, up by a couple of hundred uh, as far as uh, these uh, ballots next to be counted, as far as the mail-ins, the polls, and everything else. Uh, with Laura, with uh, about 220 uh, votes uh, between her and her uh, competitor, nearest one. Uh, as you, I mean, h- how do you kind of play this now? I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to be weighted with bated breath. You know, you got to figure July 15th, maybe we'll get some sort of word here. Everything's counted. you got to wait. they got to make sure. they got to double-check. You know how it goes. 
But is is that what's the strategy now for you? I mean, do you look ahead to that? Do you go past that? Uh, you, do you look do you look to execute or put forth a game plan, Laura? How do you how do you kind of work the next couple of weeks? Mail in important, got to figure it out. A couple of hundred, you know, you got to build on it. But what's the strategy right now there, after? So the strategy is to um, just be very supportive of the folks who provided us support early on. And they're evaluating. Obviously, they're going to evaluate the numbers. But as I said, we're, we're very optimistic because of our um, campaign when we were doing um, chasing those absentees. So we move forward as though we're moving forward. This is part one. Um, of the of the race. So right now we have to look at what are we going to do to win the general. So there are other individuals, too, that we have to look at other races. So the congressional races are important, and the assembly race. I mean, Laura Jen Smith took that race handedly, so we know she's going to be the candidate. But we all now have to figure out how um, we can work together to take this seat. I mean, this is a seat that has been uh, Republican for over 100 years. So right now, it's who we're going to be working with and how we can work together to not only take this seat, but also other seats in the county. Good point. You mentioned Laura Jens. You know, you're looking ahead. That's a battle royale set up for November 3rd between That's the Battle of Riverhead right there between Jen Smith and Jody Giglio. My goodness. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a good point because, you know, you kind of have to see the end result for all of these races to see how these parties fared, to see what the strategies are, and to see what some of the focal points in those elections kind of exactly. pointed out to you as you as you kind of forge ahead. That's pretty good. Uh, so in essence, that's the way you're going to go. Uh, give, give me a final thought as far as, uh, you know, everything involved. You know, you started, we had you on. We started this thing. You started way back, very early. You know, sometimes it goes quick. Sometimes it goes slow. We've been through a lot in the midst of a pandemic. You know, the, the racial injustices in around the country, we have seen that. I'll tell you, you've gone through a lot here with this. Uh, have you learned more about yourself on this morning as you approach this July situation of counting these ballots and everything else, what have you learned about yourself as far as the latest is concerned? Well, I think it, it, um, it goes back to who I am as a person, that I am a person that's really dedicated and committed to fighting um, for our most vulnerable, and that didn't change. So throughout this whole entire process, I stayed true to who I am and what my mission um, is in life, and that's to protect our communities to ensure that our most vulnerable are have access to what they need and also to give opportunity to folks. And right now, we are in uh, just an environment that is absolutely different than any of us have ever experienced with COVID, um, with what's happening with structural racism, with all the things that we have to do. And what I found is if I stayed true to who I am as a person, um, that will come through. And, and, you know, look, Jay, I started out, I am not a person who, you know, went to committee meetings and, you know, I'm not um, a person who did that. So I was not known, you know, in the parties for being um, the person, you know, who's going to be running for office. So I think what, what came out here is that folks who were certain in the beginning that there was no possibility that Laura Ahern could put together a team of individuals that could be dedicated and committed to getting, um, you know, getting me on the ballot, number one, that was the first step. Number two, 
uh, winning a race. So we don't know yet who the winner is, but at the very least what we do know is this, that even if you're not a person who is like in a party uh, going to meetings all the time, because I'm a Democrat and I have Democratic values, but I'm not a person who is, you know, participating in committee meetings regularly. And that, you know, that's a challenge because people don't know you. So you're not part of sort of that group. So for me, the challenge has been getting to know people. And so many people embraced my candidacy in the different parties throughout the town or throughout Senate District 1. And for those folks who, you know, supported their candidates, because I understand they, they know those candidates, I respect that. And at the same time, I also feel that the public has a right to choose who they want as a candidate. And we'll see, you know, once the final numbers come in, I just want to be able to be who I am and represent Senate District 1 like I have been doing for the past 25 years, except representing folks throughout the county. And now we just have to wait to see what voters want. And that is the key, and it's going to be very interesting with all that's going around. I'll tell you, you look at a look at a guy like Elliot Engel uh, in that 16th congressional, and you know that's a that's a, another uh, stamp as far as direction and everything else. You got to keep an eye on uh, losing out there. Incredible, and we're not talking about a you know a few few hundred votes, four thousand, I think it was uh, the latest Jamal Bowman there. Uh, Laura, yeah. good good stuff. Uh, you know, we'll see if you build on it and everything else. We will follow your path, and I'm sure we're going to be speaking very soon. Thanks, Jay. And I, I have to say thank you to all my supporters who came out and voted. Um, and just hang in there. We're cautiously optimistic because we did a great job. We have a solid campaign team, a lot of volunteers, a lot of interns, a lot of staff, people who really care about what's important to us in SD1. Hang in there, and we'll know within uh, about two weeks.